Wow, I love, love the Lord, love that song. There's power in the name of Jesus, and there's power in miracle working power. And you know, there are people that need that miracle in their lives, and there are people that need that miracle in their marriages and relationships that they're working with. And there's some people that need a miracle in their workplace because they're dealing with an impossible situation or an impossible type person to work with. You know, and so God's given us a tool and he's given us an opportunity as we go through this time of teaching that we're going to discover some things. Now listen, for those of y'all that weren't with us last Sunday, uh, uh, Angie and I were up here tag team teaching and we, we took through understanding uh, the love of your life. And we, we got into a time of a, taking a spiritual, uh, not spiritual gift, but a personality survey and so some of you have already taken that in the room. Some of you already know if you are a D or an I or an S or C. Now, you might be going, why is he talking about letters? Okay, I'll go over each and every one of those letters today and what they mean. Now, for those of you that were not here, there's some of the inventories are in the back on this little round table. So as you leave today, you make sure you go by and you pick up there's two sheets. There's the ones you circle, and then there's how you grade it. And listen, there's no failing personality. Go ahead and put an A-plus on there and put a smiley face because you, you made 100 on it. And so uh, there's no pressure there. Some of y'all going, I ain't taking a test in 20 years. You know, I don't want to do that. Well, go ahead and do it because it's not going to hurt you. It's just circle 24 words, one per line, that best describes you. Now, Angie and I have been teaching this for years, and so she's having to teach the children in the back today, so you get me for the full time today. And so I've got 30 minutes to cover about an hour's worth of material. So you better be ready to listen. Y'all ready to go? All right. The D's in the room are saying, let's get it done. Let's get it done now. All right. Let's go. The, here's the deal. There's the D personality, which... Let me put it over here in a quadrant for you to see. The D is a person that initiates toward a task, a purpose. Ds are initiators. They're determined. They're decisive. These are D words. Uh, they can be dictators, all right? Ds usually end up working for themselves because they can't work for nobody else, all right? Do you know what I'm talking about? They, but Ds, we'll get into all of this. But they are initiators toward a task. Their motto is, get it done now. All right? Now, below them, you have initiators that are eyes. Uh, but they initiate toward people. The, boy, eyes are inspiring, influencing. Uh, their main goal is, is approval. They want approval. They're the life of the party. My wife is an ID, so my wife is an initiator toward people first and then toward a task, a purpose. So she's all about initiating, okay? But uh, these people are, here's the thing about your eyes, the I-type personalities that are in the room. You better, if you're going to have a party, invite three of them. Because one of them is going to forget. One of them is going to have something else come up, and they won't be able to make it. And one of them will actually show up. But you definitely need an eye because they're the life of the party. 
When you get on the elevator and there's a crowd of people, the eye is going to be the first one to talk that's on that elevator. I could trust you. They can't help themselves because they are just people persons, and they, are, they make the best Walmart greeters because they, you know, they, they're the out front. They want to talk to people. They want to talk. All right? And then over here, those are the initiators. On this side, you got your responders. All right? Your responders. Now, the S personality, S stands for sweet, stable, you know, steady people. But they also like things the same. That's another S word. The S people, they respond to people. Their main thing is let's all get along. Why can't we all just get along? Why can't everybody? They, their main thing is everything has to stay the same. They don't want to rock the boat. Now, you can see the conflict between a D and an S, can't you? You can already see that. But the D needs an S because those S, S stands for sweet. But S also stands for sucker. All right? They're suckers. They fall for anything. All right? It's hard for an S to see, you know, when you come up to that light and everybody's sitting there with that either boot or with that thing to take up money, the S's cannot stand that. Because they're like, I want to give, I want to give. And they're, they'll be wrestling through that time. The deal just ride by them and said, heck with them. You know, I ain't got time for them. You know, they just going by. Or either they might pull out the pocket and give $100. That's the way a D is. You know, if they believe in it, they'll give $100 to it right there on the spot. But then the final category, not the last, but is the C. The C personality is the type that is a responder to a task. Whereas the, the D says, let's get it done now. The C says, let's get it done right. Okay? They, they, they are your correct, concise, calculating, conscientious type people. They're going to measure twice and cut once when it comes to building. They are measure twice, cut once. Whereas the D, he measure once, he might cut three times. But he'll, he's going to get it done. I'm, I'm on, that D's going to beat you in getting the job done. I can tell you that. But the C is going to get it done right. So if you're a DC personality, guess what? Or a CD personality, you're all about task. You're all about task. It, or if you're a SI or an IS, guess what? You're all about people. And ISs and SIs are very emotional type people. If you're married to one, you know what I'm talking about. You know, it's, it's like this. You know, it's, I, I, I say this. It's never as good as you think it is, and it's never as bad as you think it is. But in a lot of cases, boy, it's up highs and lows with, with IS type personalities. So we're going to get into understanding and valuing every one of these type personalities because there is no good one there is no bad one and and we're going to teach through this time real quickly okay so those of you that have a book uh, you can look at it on page 18 if you don't don't be worried that you didn't get one we gave out of them last week we had enough just for everybody and but I'm going to talk you through these four personality types 
And today we're going to look at what motivates them, drives their behavior. We're going to look at the best situation or environment. We're going to see what they accept and reject, their strengths and weaknesses. What is the behavior under tension? That's important to know in a relationship. How are they going to act when they get under the gun? And then the value to the team, how they are there to compliment you, how they use time, and then how they make major decisions. Every one of these are going to be talked about, about each personality type. So, y'all, this material is gold. And it's something that you can use not only in your marriage, you can use it while, if you're single, knowing about yourself and what you value in someone else, knowing who you would like to marry and what you would like to date. Or if you're in school or if you're wanting how to relate to others, if you're, if you're at work wanting to know how to deal with a difficult person, all of this teaching relates to all of that. Okay? So here we go. Point two is, with your mate, God has brought someone in your life whose personal style may be different from your own. And that's okay. Understanding and valuing your mate's style as a God's gift to you is a blessing in your relationship, in your marriage. You've got to understand it, and you've got to value it. Here's the next point. Recognizing that the differences in your, in your mate are designed to complement you. I've heard people say this before, and, and they say it in well-meaning. They say that this person that I married completes me. And I, and I used to say that early on. I was like, oh, Angie, you just complete me. I had a void in my life, and you're the circle that filled that void. And then I've come to realize that that wasn't the case. <laughs> okay, because, you know, she's a sinner, and I'm a sinner. And we're two sinners that are trying to work through this thing. I'm a saint that's been saved by God's grace, but I still sin. And she still sins. And what I learned to mate, uh, what I learned not to mate, but what I learned to discover is there's only one perfect one, and that's God. And there's only one that can complete you, and that's God. You know, I deal, I've dealt with my cousin who was married 43 years, and his wife died a few years ago of cancer, and there's not a day goes by that he doesn't think about her. He doesn't think about her. But you know what? She didn't complete him because his life has to still go on. His life still has to continue. The only one that can get him through this life is God. And then, you know, maybe he might meet someone else down the road. Who knows? But he's not even looking at this point. After you've been married to somebody for 43 years, it's hard to find someone to take the place of that person, you see. They never can. They can never measure, measure up to that. That's why we have to understand there's only one that completes us. But when God gives you a person that comes alongside you, he does it to complement you. In other words, you've got your strengths and you have your weaknesses. And they have their strengths, and they have their weaknesses, you see. And so here, I've got this in this next point. In marriage, we're put, we put together to complement each other's strengths and to compensate for each other's weaknesses. That's a great way of saying it. We complement your strengths, and we compensate for those weaknesses. That's a good point. 
being committed, be committed to building up your mate by what you say and what you do. The Bible says, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs that it may benefit those who listen. It's all about building one another up. The enemy's about tearing your relationships up and tearing you down. But God's all about building your marriage, building your relationships, building that one-on-one. -on -one. Unity is so crucial. Being unified in, this, in your things and not dividing. And so we're going to, we got, we got to value this kind of thing. So go ahead and turn to page 20 for those that have your book. And we're going to look at the D. The D personality. The determined, the decisive, the driven, the demanding Ds. They're, in the animal kingdom, the D is the lion. They're bold as a lion. All right? So there, there's your Ds. What is the basic motivation for a D? The basic motivation is results. Ds want to see results. And they have to have a challenge in their life. You tell a D that it can't be done, and guess what's going to happen? That D is going to show you how they're going to get it done. You tell them, you can't do that. They'll say, watch me. That might be their final last words, but, but watch them. You know, they're going to, they love a challenge, and you got to give them that opportunity to whatever it might be to be challenged by. Their best situation, D's need continual challenges, they need freedom to act, and they need variety. I mean, doing it the same old way would drive a D crazy. It would. Then you see, if, if you're a D married to an S, S likes everything the same. But a D's like, why don't you want to change that? Because I don't want to change it. That's what your S will say to you. <laughs> but the D's like, come on, let's, let's try something new. Let's go to some other new place. Listen, if that S ever finds that one particular vacation spot, you can count on, you, you're going to probably go there every year. But that D's always wanting to go someplace new. Let's try something new. Why don't you want to eat something new? Here's another thing about a D. They usually don't even ask you where you want to go eat. They'll just take you there to where they want to go eat. And you're just along for the journey, all right? Have you ever been in the car with someone that was driving that wasn't a D? And, and you were trying to decide where you're going to go eat, and they're like, where do y'all want to go? Where do you want to? It don't matter to me. Where do y'all want to go? That D, if he's driving, while you're sitting there debating about where you're going to go, he's going to take you to where you're going to eat. And then, hey, you can like it or not. That's the way it is. They accept the difficult. And they reject inaction. They accept the difficult and reject inaction. Here's their major strength. They get things done. They're decisive and they're persistent. So you need these. These get things done. All right? And so a D will start. They, they don't want to sit around and wait for a project to begin. They're all the time figured out, how are we going to get this done? Because they want to get it done now. Their major weaknesses is this. They're insensitive to others, impatient, overlooks risk and facts, 
and they're stubborn and unyielding. Well, those are pretty strong words, but you D's can take it, okay? And you go, okay, that's, that's, but that's your weaknesses. Uh, you get insensitive to others, and sometimes D's come across as being uncaring, and, but, or either like they're using people to just get what they want to get out of them. That's the way a D can come across. But the key to a D is you put a D under pressure, what is their behavior when they get under tension, when they're under the gun? The word is autocratic. Now, you might be going like I did the first time I saw that word. I was like, what does autocratic mean? And autocratic means becoming more overly controlling. When a, a D wants to be in control so much that when they get under tension and under pressure, they become even more overbearing and over-controlling. That's their behavior under tension. Because when their world gets out of control, guess what? They're going to get it back in control. They're going to take over. Just let me have it. I'll take over and I'll fix this situation. Some of you Ds, your, your mate is talking to you and if you're a D male in particular, married to an S female, she just wants to talk. She doesn't want you to fix it. She just wants to talk. Okay? She just wants to talk. But you're sitting there as a D going, don't talk to me if you don't want me to fix this. Okay? Do you know where I'm coming from? Just don't even talk to me. Don't even tell me. If I can't fix it, why are you talking to me? But that's, that's what we struggle with, you see, in relationships. Because that D really wants to help. He really wants to fix this. And he sees the problem. And he's like, let's get it done. Let's get it over with. Let's move on. And the S is sitting over there just going, would you just please listen? I just need you to just be there. I just need you to just listen to me right now. And let me get this off my chest. So what would the D benefit from? Listening. Listening. All right. Here's the mindset of the high D. Their ideal world is where I have control. I want to do it my way. Frank Sinatra, you know, he sang about that. I want to do it my way. <laughs> they like to change things. My, their greatest fear, though, for a D is losing control or not having a challenge. That's the greatest fear for a D, is losing control and not having a challenge. Okay? So you Ds, we, we need you. You're determined. You're decisive. You know the direction you want to go in, and you want to get things done. And we need you because you, you bring a lot of strength. You bring a lot of power into relationships. You really do. And you're determined. Just watch out on being a dictator and being over-demanding and work on listening, and that will be a blessing, okay? Is that good? You hear where we're coming from, D's? All right, you're like, okay, we might as well leave right now. I've got my D out of the way, so let's just leave. All right, well, you got to stick around. Here comes I. I initiates toward people. You, we, I usually say, all right, how many I's are in the room? Raise your hand. Raise your hand if you're a high I. 
Okay, so they don't mind raising their hand. They, in fact, I usually get them to stand up and we give them a hand. We just clap for the eyes. You know why? Because they love recognition and approval. Eyes love to be recognized. It's not that they want to be bragged on. It's that they just like being approved. They like being recognized because they are fun-loving people. These are people that influence people. They inspire people. They're people people. Here's what they need. Their best situation is new and exciting opportunities. They need freedom from control and detail, and they need an opportunity to motivate others. I've learned it through the years that if my, my wife, she loves people, so what I need to do, I need to put her around people. If, if I'm a, I want to be alone and I don't want to be with people, and you're married to an I, listen, they need that. And that fires them up. It doesn't drain them to be around other people. And so that's a key thing. You want to make sure you give that environment when they have an opportunity to be around others. They accept involvement with others, and they reject isolation. How do I know that? All right, my personality, if I get mad, and when I get mad, I usually just storm out of the room, walk off, won't say a word. Okay? There might be somebody else in this room that has done that before. All right? Well, guess what that does to my wife who's an I? She rejects isolation. In other words, we've got, we got to talk this out. we got to work this out. And I'm like, I don't want to talk about it. I don't even want to deal with it. I don't even want to talk about it. I want to avoid this whole situation, and I'm walking away from it. Well, that is the worst thing you can do to an I. They reject isolation. They're like, don't you do that to me. Don't you isolate yourself from me. You come back over here. We've got to talk this out. We've got to talk it out now. All right? I'm just giving you the facts, y'all. This is the way it works. And, and they're right. And they shouldn't be avoided. They want to work things out because of that approval. Their strengths are they're optimistic, they're personable, and they're enthusiastic. And that's, that's the thing I love about you eyes. You, you're always, you're not pessimistic, you're optimistic. You're always seeing the bright side. You, you don't see the glass half empty, you see it half full. You know, you're, the, you're that person that you definitely want to have on your team because they're cheerleaders. They're building people up, man. They love it, and I love them. Their major weakness is they have a tendency to oversell something. You know, they, they can sell ice to Eskimos, as it's been said before. But they have a tendency to oversell. I know Luke, has, Luke had a coach that was a high-eye personality. Boy, he would sell you on everything about why that school was the best school to come and play golf at. And Luke even knew it. He's like, man, he, he can sell anything. But he was a great recruiter. Eyes are great recruiters because they can sell their product to people. If, if you've got a business and, and if you're looking to hire people, you definitely want your salesman to have some eye in them because they know how to sell things. They're very personable people, but here's, uh, and, and they're enthusiastic, but here's, here's the weakness of them. They manipulate others verbally. They'll do it sometimes without even knowing it, but they are, they're good at manipulating a situation. And then the, here's the kicker to your eye. They lack follow-through. They lack follow-through. 
they have good intentions, but they get so focused on the people's stuff that they don't see the detailed stuff. And that's what costs them. They lack that follow-through right there in situations. And I know my kids are going, that's mom. That's mom. That's mom to a T right there. You know, and, and they know that. And so what we have to do is we have to help her with those details. Because you want those people on your team. You want them. you got to have them. They're your cheerleaders. They're your encouragers. But sometimes they might not follow up with you like you wanted. And, and you don't take that personally because they didn't mean to hurt you. They didn't mean for, to forget you. They just kept going. And it didn't even cross their mind, a second thought, on the follow-up. Here's their behavior under tension. Ooh, attack. They attack. And how do they attack? They attack verbally. That's how they attack verbally. Ooh, you make an eye mad, they're going to let you have it verbally. Verbally. All right? Not physically, but they're going to give it to you verbally. And remember, they can manipulate you through a situation as well. Well, how would they benefit? They would benefit from pausing is the key word. So the, here's the mindset of high. My ideal world is where I have fun. We can't, we got to have fun. They want to do it the exciting way. They like to dream things. Their greatest fear is losing face or not having social approval. In other words, if you, if you are in a relationship with a high personality, you do not want to embarrass them in public. That is is the taboo to them. You do not do that. Nobody likes it. The D, you can't hurt the D's feelings, all right? But, but the I, you do not want to put them down in front of their other friends. You know, and girls get in relationships and all that kind of stuff happens, you know, and you, you got a friend that's an I personality, you don't want to put them down in front of their other girls, all right? And all that drama that might come from it, but you don't do that. All right. They love, they can't lose face. The one thing I love about the I personality is they do like to dream. And so what they need is they just need somebody to be a fellow dreamer with them because they are so optimistic and so excited about doing something new. And, and they, they just love doing things together is what they do. Okay, so you high eyes, we need you, we appreciate you, and we love you. Now we're going to, the eye in the animal kingdom is the otter, is the otter. So you have the lion, that's the D, you have the otters, the eye. So we're going to get to the S personalities. Now here's the S personality type makes up about 40% of the population. About 40 to almost half. So there's a lot of S's out there. So what does S, the high S, it stands for, I told you, steady Sensitive, sweet, sucker. They want things the same. But here's, here's what S's need. Relationships and appreciation. See, an I might have 100 friends. S is going to have one or two really close, dear friends. When you're friends with an S, you're in a relationship with an S, they value you. You are special to them. They, they'd rather go deeper in a relationship with you than they had to just say, oh, I've got, you know, I've got 3,000 friends on Facebook. Well, this might not have that many, 
But what an S has is they've got those valued relationships, and they're special. And S's love to be appreciated. They do. Their best situations, opportunity to serve others, stable and predictable, and friendly, peaceful environments. You see, S's can get up and go to work to the same place for 30 years. Won't think of nothing about it. Work the same job with the same people and die happy that they got a chance to do that. Why? Because they value the relationships. Some, some of y'all think it worked the same place for 30 to 40 years. No way. I'd never do that. You know, because you're looking for a different challenge and a change. What they accept is friendship. They reject conflict. Now, you know what the S in the animal kingdom represent is the golden retriever. Everybody loves the golden retriever. Why? Because they're so sweet. And they, they're the, one of the most popular dogs because people love them. I mean, you can beat them down, and that, that dog's still going to come sit at your feet and, and lick your hand because they love you is what a golden retriever is. Their strengths of an S is they're supportive, they're agreeable, and they're loyal. Now, I'm going to say this about S is that in a lot of relationships, S, an S type will stay in an abusive relationship too long. They will. They get abused. The S's get abused more than any other type because they, they, they're so loyal and they'll stay. Their weakness is they're indirect with others and they resist quick change. You got to let them warm up to an idea. You don't just go in and just say, we're going to do, 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 do. Give them some time. Give them an opportunity to think through it before you make a lot of big changes to an S. And then they're very, they're, they're overly tolerant to things. So what is an S's behavior under tension? How are they going to respond when things get really tough? The word is acquiescence. Now, I, I, when I first took this, I said, well, what does that word mean? What does acquiesce mean? It means that you disagree with what's happening but you don't say anything about it you disagree in silence so guess what a D thinks everything's fine they're moving on the S has disagreed with you but not said anything about it alright you see where that can cause an issue what so what does, uh, and this happens in, a, in churches all the time and in relationships all the time because 40-something percent of the people in the church are S's. And so they can have a meeting to vote on things and the S's, they disagree, but they won't, they won't say anything. They will not say anything it's a, until after the meeting's over. You get them out in that parking lot, I wish they hadn't have done that. They shouldn't have voted on that. They shouldn't have done that. They shouldn't have talked about that. And you're sitting in the car with them. Well, why didn't you say something? Don't be telling me about it right now. Why didn't you speak up and say something? Because I didn't want to hurt anybody's feelings. That's what the S's usually say. You know what I'm talking about, don't you? Now, I know, I've, I, I know how S's feel because I am one of you. And so... We're use, uh, S is usually right, but they won't say it. So what does an S have to do? 
they, they have to initiate. And S needs to speak up. Now, the others need to listen or pause. <laughs> but when an S stands up and speaks, that's usually like the E.F. Hutton moment. Everybody will listen. S. Boy, have you, ever, have you ever been there to where that person that, and here's what happens, and I'll talk, and I know this about S's. S's will let things build up in them. All this stuff build up until the final thing happens, and then whatever you did or whatever you said took them over the edge, and I call it the volcano moment. It's what, and you, you didn't even know you triggered it. But you said just one extra thing that had been building up inside of them where they had not been saying anything for so long, then all of a sudden, <laughs> it explodes. And they tell you everything wrong you've done for the last six months. And you're going, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, don't you? And if you're in a relationship with one, you were going, what, 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 what did I do? What did I do wrong here? So S's, guess what? We need to talk it out. We need to initiate. If you, if you see that D doing something wrong, you need to say something to them instead of what? Agreeing, disagreeing, and silence. Don't do that. All right, high S's. Ideal world is this. My ideal world is where I have peace. Oh, that just sounds good saying it, doesn't it? Peace. I want to do it the same way. <laughs> I like to watch things. S's can go to a mall and sit and watch people for hours. Just sit and watch people. That's what an S, or walk to the beach. Go to the beach and sit and watch sunset for two hours. That's what an S does. My greatest fear is losing stability or losing a relationship. That's what tears an S up. They're so loyal. And they stay in that relationship. And if they have that, that person, if they hurt them and they hurt them deeply, it takes an S a long time to recover. A long time to recover because they're so loyal and they've been hurt deeply. And so that, that's tough. Y'all, okay, I've gotten the three. I'm getting to the final one, the C's. The C's say you can't forget us because you've got to teach this the right way. And uh, so I know what the C's are dealing with. Understanding and valuing the high C style. Okay, let me give you some C words. C's are cautious people. They are calculating people. They are correct people. They usually are perfectionists. Anybody married to a C in the room? Boy, man, they, they clean things. They clean up. And boy, you better let them clean because nobody can clean it the way they can clean it. All right, because they clean it. If they, they're detailed. If you want to see washing your car. You want to see detailing your car. You don't want an eye over there because the eye is going to be slopping everything all over it. But that C, that C can clean your vehicle exactly like you need it. But here's the thing about C's. The one C word that I hate to hear is that critical. Critical. And C's can be critical of things. What does a C value? And we need to understand this. They like being right. And they love quality. You know, I remember the first time I ever went to 
inside of a professional baseball stadium. I saw the way those rows were cut out in that field and the way that grass was, and I, I just looked at it and I went, that's beautiful. There wasn't a weed out in that field. Boy, everything was cut to a T. And see, a C sees that and goes, man, that's nice. That's, that's lovely. They, when a C cuts their yard, the lines are going to be straight. Okay? You can count on it. That's the way they are. They like quality. They like being right. But here's the thing about a seed. You can't always be right. You can't always be right about everything. And you know, I, I remember one time being wrong. Uh, I had a place I was supposed to be at, and I forgot. And guess what? As a high C, that's one of my greatest fears is being wrong and not, and not being right about something. And I, I had to just call those people. It was a revival meeting, and I was supposed to be leading the music at it. And I didn't show up. I didn't show up. And I was actually ministering at a nursing home and walking to my wife's aunt's house, and I walked by a church, and when I walked by the church, I remembered I was supposed to be at a revival meeting. So great fear and panic came over me <laughs> at that moment. And I had to call the people and apologize. But hey, a C's greatest fear is being, not being right. Okay, but we need clearly defined goals, limited risks, and requires attention to detail. They accept methods and structure. They reject lack of quality. Here's the strengths of a C. Orderly, thorough, and analytical. Orderly, thorough, and analytical. You, they're going to follow up. They're going to make sure everything is done right. Their major weakness is they lack spontaneity or too detailed or too cautious. In other words, if you, if you want to plan something just spur of the moment, a seed does not really like spur of the moment, we're going to go do something. And I was like, come on, let's go. Let's go, let's go, man, it's something new, let's go. The D's go, well, where are we going? Let's go right now. Let's get there. And then the S says, I'm okay. You know, just whatever's fine with y'all, I'm okay. <laughs> they just, as long as, as long as everybody just remains peaceful and quiet, we're okay. That's how it works. So what, how does the response, C, respond under tension. Avoid. They will avoid you. That's not good it, to avoid. Now, it is okay to walk away and not say something that you will regret. But don't just say, here's before you do it, just say, just give me a moment and let me have a moment, and then I'll get right back with you. That's the best way to handle that. Just give me a moment, and I'll get back with you. All right? So a C would benefit from adapting. Here's the mindset of the high C. Their ideal world is one where they have excellence. I want to do it the right way. They like to research things. The greatest fear is being wrong or being criticized. Now I'm going to tell you, a C can criticize with the best of them. But when a C is criticized, they don't take it too well. They can dish it out, but they can't take it. And see, the D's like, oh, you can give it out to me. I'm going to shoot it right back at you. 
but they don't take criticism very well. And if you're going to criticize the sea, you better be right. You better not be wrong if you're going to criticize the sea. You better have your facts in order and all of that. So, there you have it, y'all. Understanding and valuing the DISC type relationships. And so, if you have not already taken one of these, we have them for you in the back. So you can grab one on the way out. But aren't you glad that no matter what personality type you are, that there's no one perfect, and God still loves you, but God has given us all these personality types to work with because we all need each other. We all need each other, y'all. And we need to work through the strengths of others. And we need to come along and complement others. And then we need to be there to help in the weaknesses. And that's what living life is all about. Okay? Let's pray. Father, thank you. Thank you that we are fearfully and wonderfully made by you. Thank you that we get to laugh through certain things and seeing how we are and what makes us tick and what ticks us off. God, I can remember the first time I ever heard these things. I was like, 